Hey guys, this is Alex, and I'm here with... Chase, how you doing? And this is What Mean. Today we're going to talk about a movie called Good Time with uh, Robert Pattinson in it. Great movie. Um, we just finished watching it. Uh, I have to say, uh, from the way you described it, it was not what I expected, um, but in a good way. Yeah, what uh, what were you, like, what did you expect? Uh, the way you kind of described it, I felt it would be uh, more, um, what's the word, kind of, it was, I didn't think it would be as, like, thriller-heavy kind of movie, like, so, right. like, so much tension. Right. I thought it was kind of more of, like, dirty, gritty, like, ugh, this, this movie's gnarly. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, uh, there was, like, a lot of, uh, one big thing that I'm a huge fan of that they did extremely well, um, and I can't remember um, the 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 brother, uh, the actor's name who played him. Benny. Benny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing they did well, and apparently he was uh, from the beginning credit scenes. I recognized his name there um, as doing the sound for the movie, but the sound, like the ambient sound surrounding right. the scenes that didn't have dialogue uh, was very heavily used, which I love because there's so many ways to convey emotion with sound to make you feel something without someone having to use dialogue to kind of explain it to you or, or you know, you're not, you're not being right. spoon fed it, you know, yeah. you have to, you, you'll feel what you feel because it's going to arise that emotion out of you. And I, I really like the way that they did that. Right. And I liked, um, we should probably talk a little bit or just give people, uh, I'm gonna give them a brief premise of like what it is. Yeah. Um, so basically it's, it's kind of like a day in the life of this guy. There's, um, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Robert Pattinson's character. Um, he basically, he has a brother that's uh, mentally like handicapped mm -hmm. and, um, he, at first, like, when it first starts, I'm not going to go through the whole movie, but just the basic setup, um, you think, like, oh, like, this guy's just trying to look out for his brother or whatever, but then, you like... he's trying to do right by his family, but it turns out he's, he's pretty self-centered and self-serving in a lot of his actions. He just plays it off to other people as, like... It starts out very much like, oh, he's just he's just doing the best he can to right. be right by you know some people, and really it's it's all very self serving and very um, uh, very um, you know selfish for lack yeah. of a better word. He the way he approaches things, the way he kind of speaks to people, especially in scenes where he's frustrated, is very uh, uh, very telling. Do this for me, yeah. like not. Let not let's do this thing mm -hmm. to benefit all of us. Like I know you need something out of this, but let's do it this way because that's the best for me. Yeah, and he kind of like they like he gets his brother to like rob a bank. Basically, like the whole thing, like like you right. said, it's just a pretense for him to get money, and like he, he uses other things as an excuse. Like basically, what um like it just goes from there. Like they rob a bank, and basically, like it just goes downhill from there. He loses track of his brother, that kind of thing. And I'm not going right. to spoil too much, just in case you guys haven't seen it. I mm -hmm. would definitely recommend definitely going and seeing it. But um yeah, basically, one of the other things I kind of noticed with him, like when you're talking about how he talks to people, it, it it's like an arrogance kind of thing. Like he thinks yeah. he's a lot smarter than he actually is. Right. And he um like. 
that one, there's a scene, spoiler alert, but there's a scene towards the end where he's talking to a guy and we laughed when we saw it because like the guy's like, Oh, like you think you're better than me? He's like, I know I'm better than you or right, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But but really that's like his mindset without mm-hmm. saying it through the entire movie. He's right. kind of like, I'm gonna insert myself into this this person's whatever they've got going on. I'm mm-hmm. gonna insert myself into their situation because they have something that I can benefit from and I'm going to use my attitude, my it's almost like he uses a a, a combination of his own um sort of mystique you know yeah. he's dark he doesn't talk very much when he does he's very direct and very demanding right um and so he kind of makes himself out to be like oh this guy is sort of a leader and takes charge but really he's just selfish and self-serving and he's kind of honestly panicking throughout the entire movie right it's not like a cool calm collected like all right, we're going to do this, this, and this. It's more of like, a, oh, shit, what do we do now? Like, all right, let's do this right now. Like, yeah. come on, hurry up. Get it over with. Like, yeah, and you feel you that. And, and that, yeah, that's another great part of, in the movie is that his dialogue, but also uh, the sound and everything works great. The music. Him. Yeah, the music, because it, it really drives home that, like, panicky frustration that he's feeling throughout the movie that, that kind of, drives every decision and, and thing that he uh, that he does. And, and what you were saying earlier, if you want to expand upon it, how he kind of is a cancer. Yeah. Like, I heard that from, like, somebody else. But basically, like, it's, it's accurate. Like, this guy, he'll come into people's lives, and he thinks he's, like, you know, he's always right. But then once he inserts himself, they end up way worse off than if they had never met him at all, basically. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he... um not to give too much away, but he affects uh, a lot of people throughout the movie in his want of in his self-service. He strings along a lot of people through trying to get them to do things for him and, and such like that. And it ends up becoming a uh, very, you know, leave the place worse than I found it. Right. Um, he makes it out to, you know, we're going to do this together and you're going to help me. You know, yeah. he tells one person in the movie, um, he, he's uh, there's another character in the movie that uh, comes along uh, about halfway through and he looks to this this person and basically says like I feel like you're very important in my journey and that I need you and whatever 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 right. and essentially gaslighting this person into like oh yeah wow like they, making them feel like he knows what he's doing right he's not stupid this isn't his know? first time doing it exactly. either he's he knows what he's doing and he kind of he looks to this person as you know trying to string them into knowing they have a background of abuse or abandonment and it's mm-hmm. like you're very important to what i'm trying to do right now giving them recognition it's it, it gives them recognition it's it's a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. if you really the way he worded it to him, he's being honest. Yeah. To him, he's saying, yes, you're not relevant to me. You're relevant to what I'm doing. Right. And that's why I need you. But to the person he's talking to and given the situation, they're reading it more of, I need you. Mm-hmm. You have value to me. Yeah. And again, with, you know, that person's background being what it was, they latched onto that and were kind of like, okay, well, if if he needs me so badly, I'll do anything for him. And, right. And I, you know, it, you can tell that's exactly what he wanted and that's exactly what he was trying to get with that statement. Right. So, 
So basically, like, throughout the movie also, it's, here's another thing, like, he, he never present like, he always is, like, throughout the whole thing, there's even a part towards the beginning where he's literally wearing a mask. He's never right. truly, like, portraying who he actually is to people. He's constantly, like, making up false, like, backstories or saying, yeah, like, yeah, oh, I'm doing, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, he's never actually fully straight with anybody, so it's almost like he's just putting on masks of whatever gets him through the night, basically. Right, yeah, I mean, literally that, um, the part where, uh, the, the first, uh, night, you know, he's out on the, on the street trying to get, you know, get shit done, he's talking to these people like, oh, well, I just, you know, like, can I, can I come in and use your phone? Right. Can I, could, could I wait here for, you know, could mm-hmm. I hang out here for a couple hours until this person is able to, you know, pick me up or is able to come through, you know, can I, can I hang out for, uh, or, or can you spot me like a little bit of time to make a payment on, you know, on this thing, you know, knowing full well, he has no idea of the next step, Yeah, he knows that. He'll, you know, he can take what he can get for now and figure it out as he goes along by using these people. Right. He he, he escalates with every step to the point that he's becoming, um, he's really doing nothing on his own. He keeps digging himself deeper into the right. hole and he doesn't even realize it. Right. Type thing. Like, he thinks in his mind, he's like, oh, I'm getting out of this. Like, no, you're just right. making it worse. Like, yeah. he... The thing is, with how intense the whole thing is, he doesn't actually have time to just sit there and think out, okay, like a more logical plan. It's literally whatever the first thing that comes to his mind, right. he just runs with it exactly. kind of thing. It's very fly, fly by the seat of your pants that he does for pretty much the whole movie, which honestly makes great for the story because it it does kind of give you that extra bit of tension, that right. extra, you don't know, you you might think it's, you know... You might think it becomes somewhat predictable or whatever, but like it really doesn't right. because the whole movie, then the next step is like out of nowhere and there's no timing to it. There's no thought outness. There's no, all right, here's what we're going to do. It's kind of like, well, that looks good. Let's give that a go. You know, yeah. and it just, the whole movie is very fly by the seat of your pants and mm-hmm. it really invokes the tension. It really makes you feel the, uh, the panic, um, and the mania of what's going on. Right. It's, it's like, it's as if, like, it's, it's not like some stories or some movies you'll see where there's, like, a concise, like, plot or whatever. It's right. almost like an how it's shot, too, with the oh, camera yeah. angles and everything. It's, it's al- great, great filming, by the way. Right. The camera angles. We even commented it, uh, commented on it out loud to one another in a couple of different scenes. Just the way that they played with the angles. There's a really great uh, little snip uh, in the middle uh, where they have a scene that was done by a drone that just, yeah. it looked fantastic. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know much about the budget or the setup for this movie, but they definitely, you know, they definitely did, did very well. And even, and in the costuming really, I mean, they, they kind of, it feels look, real. It does feel real. Like it's not, he, you know, he's not kind of, it's not some Ocean's Eleven type thing or some right. other, like, you know, those big heist movies or mm-hmm. even some other thriller movies. Like, it feels like, that with the camera and how it does, it feels as if you're following him. Like, you're right. just going with him it's kind of thing. It's definitely not a continuous shot movie by mm-hmm. any means, but it, there are a lot of scenes where it, feel, it feels very um, continuous. Like, yeah. there's no real cutaways where you're kind of just, you're left 
like almost in a third person point of view, you're watching this unfold, right? Which is nice. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's unique, and I, one of the things I really like, and this is indicative of who they are as directors, the Safdie brothers. Like they did that Uncut Gems movie. I haven't seen it, but I know. I haven't seen it either. I, I know how they do things. It's like kind of unflinching. Like there was even one part in the movie we were watching where I guess we can go into spoilers like full on now. But um, spoiler alert: we're about to reveal everything. So <laughs> if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched it yet and want to, stop now, right yeah. here, right now. Yeah, right now, right now. Whatever time it is, right now, stop now. But um, yeah. So there was a part where it's like he'll he'll literally do anything if it means if it's towards his own self interest to get out of things. Like he. Right. There's a girl at one point that, like you said, they went and stayed at, he went and stayed at this person's house. And then, like, in order to distract her, like, this girl's, like, 16, started yeah, kissing her and stuff. Yeah, and I was like, when I saw that the first time, even when I saw it now, it's just really uncomfortable and it just shows you. And I think it, it was meant to be, because, like, even the way he, not like, you know, he had her pinned up against the wall or yeah. anything, but, you know, then this news story came on that was revealing to what, he was trying to hide right? because they were both sitting in front of the TV. And so he, he kind of like turns around, like turns his body so that since they're both kind of talking to one another, she has to turn her body right. away from the TV and focus completely upon him. And then to, you know, seal the deal, make sure she's not at all even focused on the TV. He starts like kissing on her and stuff. And yeah. she obviously isn't paying attention to the TV at that point, but it's very, um, it's skeevy. It's it's skeevy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for lack of a better word, it's very skeevy. It's very um, controlling. Like he knew what he was doing, and he you can tell there's like a slight hesitation, like a oh shit, I mm, yeah. You know, but he does it anyway because again, he would rather do something fucked up to save his own ass. Right. Be like, no, morality would say never, ever, ever do this, but we're past the point of morality with this character. (laughs) His morality is very clouded the entire time. And I think it's because like we were saying, he has that righteous self-serving quality to him where he doesn't, he does. It's like, he doesn't really see any of the, uh, Potential consequences, or the, he's not thinking that far ahead. That's no, the not at all. Yeah, exactly. Like he doesn't see the potential consequences. He doesn't see that this is bad behavior, or this is you know morally unjust. He just sees it as this is the best idea I've got to come up with the next move. And right. They're all the worst part about it for him is they're all lateral moves, but they just keep digging and, and piling on it, it comes to the point where towards i guess towards the end of the movie right. you kind of get a sense of like there's just no going back for this guy right like, you know it, it has to end in some sort of either he's just gonna get away scot-free or there's just gonna you know the hammer of justice is gonna smack this guy hard right you can't right these wrongs. There's nothing you can do about it. It's either he slips away very lucky yeah. or he's done because there's no way. And that, that's kind of what they, they started to talk very briefly mm-hmm. about at the end of the movie. Like, how, you know, the guy asks him, you know, the psychiatrist play, kind like, of, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, how do you, how do you plan on coming back from this? Yeah. You know, how do you, and he's just yeah. like, yeah, like he's like, he's not thinking anything through, 
And he basically, um, like, towards the end, like, his brother, like, he doesn't even realize what he's doing to his brother by constantly just, you know, uprooting him all the time whenever he's trying to get help. And honestly, you know, it starts out to be a move to get, to do better for his brother, or Mm -hmm. for what he thinks is better for his brother. Um, But he kind of loses focus towards the end there. You know, you see it get panicky and stuff, and... You know, uh, there's a part, you know, we've already spoiled a lot, so I'm going to just keep going with it. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, the, a big chunk of this movie is he's um, trying to come up with uh, $10,000 to save his brother, get him out of jail. Yeah, after the botched robbery. After the botched robbery, yes. Yeah. He, and, uh, you know, he only has so much money from, usable money from the bank robbery because of some die packs and stuff that went off when they robbed the bank. But, uh, he ends up, he's like 10 grand short, and he's using all these people to try and get this money, and he finds this clever, he thinks his clever way to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to um, get the rest of the money, but it's like, towards the end, he's he's building and building and building, he's trying to get to this 10 grand, and then towards the end of the, of the movie, when you hear, oh, like, this thing that he's gonna, you know, he's trying to hawk some drugs to get... Uh, the 10 grand, but then he's doing all this crazy stuff, he's barring these guys out, he's making it so that uh, he can, you know, have his way, and he's asking for 15 grand. Right. And it, I think when that, when the guy told him how much the drugs were worth, it no longer became, you know, somebody who's truly desperate and only needs 10 grand and is like, as intense and you know because he's like instant gratification type of person the entire movie to where he's like you know i don't give a shit what i have to do if i can get you know 10 grand and get you know my brother out in the next 20 minutes let's do it let's do it right right now and you know we're we got to have it right now make a phone call make it happen like who do i need to talk to this has to happen immediately and he's like that through the whole movie everything has to be instant gratification has to be immediate and um when you get towards the end and he finds out, you know, the drugs are worth more than just the 10 grand, his tone changes a little bit. Yeah. And even the guy even says, you know, for me to get to the bank, get the money, the, the 15 grand, you know, get the cashier's check, get it out of cash, do this, do that, come back, blah, 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 blah. Man, that's going to take me like three hours. Are you just going to sit around and wait? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll be here, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well. The guy told you he could get you, you know, three grand mm-hmm. immediately. He told you he could get you, you know, you know, if you give it, let him get it for ten, he could do it in less time. But now it's about the money. Yeah. It's no longer about his brother. It's about the money. Yeah. And I feel like that's when his, that's kind of when he sowed all the seeds. You know, the the end was near at right. that point because he his original focus was to do this thing and get his brother out of jail and then right. it became well i'll hang back and wait for more money right so it was no longer even about his brother it was just about money and complete self-service of himself it didn't have anything to the his brother was the only thing keeping him from being completely 100 percent self-centered and he even lost that yeah. at the end so it was kind of like he had finally done so much that he 
even the only thing in life that he ever really cared about. His one redeeming His one redeeming quality was was tarnished by the end of it as well because of his own actions. Yeah. Do you think that, like, it was always, it always came from, like, I'm looking out for my brother, or do you think it was more, because their relationship did seem kind of, like, um, codependent type thing, or, like, mostly, like, he was really, like, dependent on his brother. And kind of just like it wasn't like, a, oh, I need you to get you out of here because this is the right thing to do. And right. I mean, yeah, honestly, you know, in the beginning, he when they were robbing the bank, yeah, and you know they got done, and you know they're they're taking off their masks, they're changing clothes, and they're talking like about what just happened. He's like, you know, I needed you back there. You did so well, like stood yeah. there, brave, being strong, like you did that. And yeah. I think. Going forward and seeing later in the movie, especially when uh, the brother is in jail and he's being questioned, right. and one of the psychiatrists and the lawyers are talking to him, and they're like, look, we need to... They're like, why are you asking me about my brother? Why are you asking me about my brother? Right. And they're like, look, we just need to talk to him. We're not going to... you know, It doesn't matter what you tell us. We just need to talk to him because we think that... We think you believe that you are more involved in this than you really were. Yeah. Which, the whole time... He didn't do anything. He yeah. just stood there, and he was nervous. He didn't want to do it. He wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. When they left, he just wanted to get far away as quick as possible. Yeah, where he, you know, Robert Pattinson's character was telling him, "Hey, we did this. We're doing great. Yeah. We're a good part of this. I couldn't have done this without you. You helped so much. This wouldn't have been pulled off without you." Right, and you know, it was both comforting, like to him yeah. to hear, like. He wants, he wants a, his brother needs, like, he, he seems like a character that basically doesn't get a lot of, like, positive reinforcement right. in his life. And it seems like he used it as positive reinforcement, like, you know, you did a great job, buddy, like, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Also, in a, like, should this ever come to be anything later, mm-hmm. we're in this together. You yeah, basically, like, problem, you're you know? tied into this, so, like, this is also your fault type right. thing. And I, I feel like that's kind of why, towards the end when the brother was in recovery and he was, you know, in, involved in um, the, the counseling to get help, he, he felt very out of place and very, it almost seemed like right when it, you know, when he was first involved with it, he felt like he didn't belong or didn't deserve right. to be a part of something better right. you know, until he opened up and, and, and kind of realized that it was there to help him and it was good for him. But right. I feel like that was why, even in the beginning when he was with counseling before or the bank robbery and everything, he he was very, why are you asking me this? Yeah. Why do you want to know this? Why does that matter? You think that you was know? learned? You think like someone like taught him like that? I like learned behavior. You know, most people, I feel, most people involved in a, a, a therapeutic situation where they know what they're getting into, they know what it's there for and that it's designed to help you and most people would you know okay well i'll give it a go but he was completely standoffish yeah he was completely shut off from it third degree to everyone and everything and very much like what is what does it matter what i think yeah does it matter what i say why does it matter you know what, what what is the significance of my opinions, my thoughts, my emotions. Or even his existence, right. that thing. And, and it kind of, it seems like he was having a crisis of, uh, not so much, 
like, I don't deserve help. But is it like an identity type thing? Like a, potentially, what's yeah, my like, place here? Like, I think he was lost, you know, the way the dynamic between the two brothers, I think he felt lost in the shadow of his brother. Right. And that's why kind of, you know, Robert Pattinson's character was always sort of reinforcing that he was wanted and needed, but also keep your mouth shut. Don't yeah. say anything. Don't bother anyone. Don't, you know, right. don't make a scene. Don't be loud. Don't talk. Don't, you know. So no wonder he was, was shut off. Though. Right. And, you know, and it wasn't just like, it, it was, it was very much, you're going to do this and you're going to be a part of this and we're going to, we're going to make this happen together. Right. But don't, don't be, you know, don't be a disturbance. Don't, yeah. don't be let loud. me don't control. Be, don't this. be noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Then that was his, I think like that was Robert Pattinson's whole thing was he probably, before he even thought about like springing his brother out, that might've been one of the things he thought about is just like, let's just rob this bank or, you know, whatever. Like right. that might've been his whole reason for coming there to begin with. And like under the guise of, Oh, I need to help my brother. What if the whole time he was just trying to get him back? It wasn't because he wanted his brother back. It's because he wanted his muscle, basically, right. or like somebody to basically. He needed, he needed that scapegoat. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that was it. Maybe. And, it, I mean, you see in the in the scene where they're fleeing the entire time. He's, come on, you're right behind me. Let's go. Like, yeah. But as the police start moving nearer and nearer and catching up with them right he he distances distances himself he doesn't even look back when he's running brother. yeah at, at, you know at in the beginning he's come on let's go i got you you're right here beside me like let's run let's go through here let's hide out here and then as the police are getting closer he gets further and further from his brother and yeah. doesn't even look back you yeah. know he stops reinforcing him he stops checking in on him he stops uh you know, turning around to make sure he's right behind him to right. the point where eventually he's clear six blocks down the road and his brother's laying there getting handcuffed. Yeah. Do you think that, um, his, because we think he goes through a character arc in this uh, towards the end, it's like a negative character arc, mm -hmm. but still, do you think that it maybe just maybe wasn't like a character arc? That's just who he was the whole time, and we just weren't aware of it. I definitely feel that. I feel like it wasn't anything to do with a development. I feel like he was honest about exactly who he was and what he was about the entire time. It just took until the extremeness of the situation revealed his entire character. Right. But if you, I mean, if you look at it, he didn't change a beat. Yeah. Now they did show one scene that I do like, and, uh, it was when he was in the hospital right. trying to get his brother and he peeks into that one room to hide out. Mm -hmm. So the police won't see him there. And there's an, there's an elderly woman clearly on bed rest, you know, and she's having a tough go. And, uh, you know, she, all the lights are off. You can't, she can't see anything, but she hears the door and she goes, you know, hello, someone there. Yeah. And he walks over to her and, you know, gently touches her hand. He opens her juice for her and, you know, holds, you know, helps her sit up and, uh, gives her some juice. Yeah. And she drinks it and she feels better and, you know, she's refreshed and, you know, he takes a sip out of her juice and makes like a, you know, yeah. good noise. And I feel like that, was 
it showed he had some compassion, but I feel like after that scene, until it wasn't until later in the movie because I kind of I I stopped I paused right there in my mind. I was like, see, I like that they did that yeah. to show that he still has some compassion, some humanity left. Right. But then, you know, ten or fifteen minutes later into the movie, he's completely the opposite, and I feel like that scene wasn't. Looking back on it, it wasn't used as like, oh, uh, he's still got compassion left. Yeah. It's, this is his last bit, his last shred of humanity, yeah. of, of, of morality leaving him. Right. This is, he did this, mm-hmm. and now it's all gone. That's as good as it's going to get that's, for this that's, character. Yeah, that's the best he'll be. And it, it changed the tone once you got past that scene to where you were like, well, this guy's, you know, he's not coming back from that other side. Yeah. It's just like, it gets to a certain point and you realize, oh, he's in too deep. Kind of like you were saying earlier. And it's just like, like the whole time it's, um, it's basically just like, it just escalates. Like, I think I told Mm -hmm. you that we're watching. I'm like, oh, it gets worse. Just wait. And I think that's like a good, that would be a good, like one, like, few words summary for this movie is that it just gets worse basically like it just, just gets worse yeah, yeah just perfect. wait it gets worse basically it's like yeah. a good if you needed to sum up this whole movie as like just you know basically you get the idea you don't really um need to know anything else but that that's like the main thing um i would say to somebody who's about to watch this to give them yeah. kind of like an idea of what they're in for well, that's kind of what you said to me and i you know when it starts when the movie starts out with a bank robbery and a police chase and just yeah. literally everything that can go wrong goes wrong with these guys trying to pull a really shitty heist. Yeah. It was like, you're like, oh, wait, it gets worse. And I'm yeah. like, how the fuck, you know? <laughs> like, what, they just get beat up in prison for the rest of the movie? Like, but no, it, it gets so much worse. It so sucker punches you, man. It does. Yeah. It really does. Like, you don't. What you think is about to happen never happens. Right. But what does happen is ten times worse than what you think is going to happen. Exactly. And it just continues to snowball. Yeah. And that's that's just the thing. It's just like escalation throughout right. the whole movie. And they played it up. They played it up with, with the scenes. They played it up with his actions, with his emotions, and the way he... It, you could tell his thought processes and the way he started responding to, the, to other people in the right. movie. The music. All of it. Just escalated that tension escalated that just fuck like it's just getting so much worse yeah you know there's only you can only the hole can only get so deep but it just keeps on fucking going yeah and to the point where you're you know there's no coming back there's no saving you yeah there's nothing you could ever do to redeem what you've done exactly you're just you're done yeah you know but yeah um great resolution to the movie though right i don't know well, I guess we're probably not going to give away the exact ending, but... We won't leave him with something. We'll leave you with something. But yeah, the movie resolved itself very well. You know, once it kind of like... Uh, the way I felt about it, I don't know if you share this feeling, but when that final bit and the, the climax of the movie happened, it was like a deep breath after yeah. after all of this. Like, oh, fuck, it's finally... Yeah, it's relief at the end. Finally something, you know... Not that it's, you know, karmic justice or anything like that, just that it's finally a resolve to this, to be all this mayhem is just over with. And then it has this peaceful resolve at the end. You get some closure, you get some, 
you get to take a deep breath and you know have that like wow okay it's, i made it through this basically this chaos is done finally you yeah. made it through like the few nights that the movie took place right. basically right but yeah, like I really, it, it's, um, we thought that we would talk about this because, um, obviously Robert Pattinson's going to be Batman in the new Batman Super movie. excited for that. And I just, I, I like him as an actor the more I've seen with him. Like Good Time is what set me off to him basically, right. but like I've liked him in everything I've seen him in, even if I don't necessarily like, like other movies that he's been in, I usually like him in it. To be honest, you know, I've, I've only really seen him in um, in Harry Potter and Twilight. And, <laughs> yeah. So my uh, my um, knowledge of him as an actor is limited, and I know he hated the Twilight films. I don't really know. Oh yeah, he's very vocal about that. Oh yeah, I don't know his opinion on the the Harry Potter franchise for the brief time that he was in there, but I did like him. In those, I thought he did well. I thought he, uh, you know, definitely a good actor. He has an intensity to him. Yeah, he, he can definitely, you know, I've, I've seen snippets of some of his more recent movies and grittier, more adult films. Right. Not adult films, he didn't do porn. Yeah, yeah, uh, not yet. Adult <laughs> uh, films. And, uh, you know, it. Uh, I like him. I like him a lot. I like him as an actor. I like that he is very multifaceted in what he can do. Right. He does, I mean, he does great work. You know, this movie, stellar performance. I believed it the whole time. I wasn't like, you know, what's fucking Twilight guy doing over there? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, a whole different guy. I mean, not even just for the fact of he looked completely different. I mean, he's got shaggy hair and a, like, a, you know, a goatee and like neck beard and he's wearing right. baggy ass clothes and, you know, he just looks like a, he's, you know, looks like a hoodlum because he's out here doing hoodlum shit yeah <laughs> you know getting into scrapes and getting dirty and but he um you know he it's believable right it, it's very you feel it you know like exactly what we've been saying the entire time it feels like you, a real person you, you felt you felt the emotion you felt the tension you felt the performance it didn't seem strained it didn't seem uh like he was trying to play to something that he wasn't you you really were genuinely feeling the performance and i think I honestly have to say, you know, even though what I what I've experienced from him is very limited, and obviously it's not his best work, being Twilight and Harry Potter, but I would love to see more of him after this. I oh, yeah. definitely will be watching some more of his movies. I know you were talking about a couple. Yeah. Um. But yeah, great performance. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Really believed it. And if he can take the um the believability of this role and the seriousness and dark undertones of this role to Batman. I think he'll be a great Batman. Oh yeah. I, I don't know how the voice is going to go. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I heard, I hope he doesn't, I kind of hope he doesn't do the Christian Bale thing and the, you know, where is she, yeah. you know, but you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, if he does, maybe it'll work. If he doesn't, I think he has in his natural speaking tone, um, which I don't know if he was feigning a voice for this movie or not, um, you know, but this movie, he, he did have a bit, a deeper voice, right? you know, granted he is older now than he was in the movies I've seen him in, but, this is uh, also true. you know, his voice is a little deeper. It's a little more somber. It's a little more, you know, there were some parts where he was yelling and getting excitable, but, um, I think that the, the darkness that he's able to portray, the, the complication of emotion that he's able to portray and you know I think he could make a really good Batman. Yeah, I can't I can't wait. I know that he said I know you haven't seen Lighthouse, but he was in that. Um, right. He 
he said he's going to do the voice of Batman, kind of like Willem Dafoe's voice in that movie, which I don't know how I feel about that. I guess I'll have to see it in action. I mean, I can only imagine because Willem Dafoe's voice is pretty similar in all his movies. Yeah, it's just him with like a slightly like deeper voice, like Willem Dafoe and like kind of like a old sailor type Uh, list to it. Got some rasp and some. some Yeah. And I'm like, I don't. I don't know what that's going to be like, but I trust, I trust his like instincts and like, and like, he's never like, from what I've seen recently, he's never done a performance where I'm just like, it feels like he's phoning it in at least not recently. I'm like, if he, if that's what he wants to do with the performance, I guarantee there's a reason for it. I guarantee you it probably works. Cool. Yeah. I, like I said, yeah, I'm I'm definitely game. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see how he does it. I'm, I'm still, and this may be unpopular opinion, maybe not. I'm still on uh, Team Defoe for Joker. I know that they, you know, now that everything has gone down with uh, Johnny Depp and and um, what's her face, Amber Heard. Amber Heard, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're talking about scrapping her from Aquaman and bringing him back for a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and Disney uh, and and them are really embracing him again because they know they were wrong and they fucked up. Right. But, um, you know, there's talks now, and I hate to say it like this, but there's talks now of, of Johnny Depp being the Joker, which I don't don't think, I just can't see it. You know, honestly, I just can't see it. I think that he would be great as a Riddler type. Right. If he kind of did a, a blend of Jack Sparrow and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that offbeat weirdness. Right. Oddball. It's it's got some depth to it, but it's pretty lighthearted, which is, you know, very much kinda of how the Riddler was. He was very comical and animated in his right. emotions and in his movements and just his overall aesthetic. I think he would make a great uh, Riddler. But I would I would love, 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 love to see Willem Dafoe be the Joker. I think he's got the the facial structure for it. He's got the voice for it. You know, he could he could portray not to speak ill of Heath Ledger in any way at all. I love Heath Ledger's Joker. It is my favorite Joker still. But I think that Willem Dafoe could do a Joker that is not the same Joker as Heath Ledger's Joker, but could be an an on par, almost, right. almost if not equally amazing performance of his version. I just want to see. Do, he yeah. could do his version just as well as Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger did that version. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I got what you mean. Separate, but comparable and both good well it's like the comics there's rooms for like plenty of different interpretations and i mean you have so many you know with jack nicholson with heath ledger with jared leto you have so many different styles you have so many different directing differences between the style of movie the style of batman the style of gotham yeah we've seen so many just in our lifetime different versions of it yeah you know um there you know with michael keaton's batman with uh Val Kilmer, you know, you've seen, there's just been so many different ones. And all, honestly, I talk shit all you want. I love every Batman movie ever made. Like Even I'm, Batman and Robin? Yes. All right, I you and Amanda it. have something in common, then. I love <laughs> I was a child when that movie was a thing. Yeah. And it was, to me, and also another unpopular opinion. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, alright, everybody shits on the prequels of Star Wars. I was a kid when those came out. I was, you know, I was super excited because I loved Star Wars just the same way I loved Batman. And to me, to be able to go and see a movie in theaters and, you know, it be big and brand new and in the box office and be of a, of a brand that I was so in love with. That, you know, you thought... It's like Christmas, man. It was over. Yeah, you know, like... You know, I wasn't around in the 70s, so in the 80s. I didn't get to see the smash amazingness and societal just uproar that was the original Star Wars trilogy. Right. But then when I'm... Shit, I don't even know. 10, 12, maybe. They're making, you know, the new ones, the prequels. Right. And I'm like, oh my god, like, you know... Me and my dad are going to go see Star Wars in theaters. I never thought I'd be able to say that. Like, right. You know, and this is new. It's brand new to everybody, and it's a whole other chapter, And it's but it's of the same story. And so I'm obviously, you know, and I'm a child, so I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, you know, even bad movies seem good if you're excited about it when you're a kid. Right. You, you don't know, know that you're not as easily you know, able to discern the difference between a good and a bad movie right. when you're a kid. As long as it's entertaining and, you know, it sticks to... You know, you got the lightsabers, and you got the blasters, and you got the Darth, whoever that happens to be. Right. That one. Yeah. You know, you got a good guy and a bad guy. You got Jedi powers, you know, throwing shit around and knocking people over and force choking people. Right. You're going to be happy. Exactly. And that's all you wanted out of it. And that's honestly how, you know, the Batman and Robin was for me. A lot of movies of that, of that era that came out that were additions to prequels to whatever continuations of the same story that we've seen. Uh, was just excitable to me. And I still, they still hold that nostalgic charm. Yes, I can look at them ostensibly now and say, yeah, those are kind of crappy. Yeah. The story sucked, or they were shittily done, or, you know, the budget wasn't there, but, or the acting wasn't there. Whatever the case may be, yes, I can look at it and be like, yeah, on paper that movie sucked, but I'm still going to love it, I'm still going to watch it, and it's still going to have that nostalgic charm to me. Right. I can always hold near and dear and will never, uh, you can't waver me on that. So <laughs> fight me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hear that internet? Fight them. Fight me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I really enjoyed talking to you about, uh, this movie and just like, um, Robert Pattinson, I guess in general. Yes. It was great. A lot of fun. Yep. I can't wait to see him do, do more stuff. I can't wait for the Batman. So. Yeah, that's going to be great. Like Everything I see from that just makes me more excited. But yeah, um, if you guys have seen this, uh, comment. Let us know what you thought about it. Let us uh, Give us some suggestions of things yes, to watch. Like, Any, anything but Robert Pattinson things, for sure. We can uh, we can make a get a list going. Yeah, it's like, if you want to suggest, like, it doesn't even have to be Robert Pattinson, no. just anything. Like, we'll review it just as long as, like, you guys say. It's like, I'll watch if you do this. Like, we'll do anything. Yeah, so... We love movies. We love talking about movies. So yep. this has been give what. Us, give us some stuff to watch. Yep. This has been what mean. I'm Alex and Chase, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks.